You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Welcome back to Express with Daniel Shorey and Bilal Bakani. Don't sleep on WWE Elimination Chamber down under, even if it's happening at 5 a.m. or 2 a.m. on your local time. Um, Dan, we're coming up to this pay-per-view. What are your thoughts as we go into it? Because I'm feeling pretty excited. I am excited. I am going to sleep on it, uh, just literally, but I will watch it, of course. And it, no, it's going to be fun. Like, there will be so much. I just want to see that crowd. You know, I love when they go to a new pl- or a place that's been deprived for a long, long time. Like uh, when they went to Puerto Rico, for example, last time. So I, I want to see this. I want to see, I'm excited about the reception Rhea Ripley's going to get. And just even right down to like the Grayson Waller effect with Cody and Seth, it'll be a lot of fun. I feel like they could have done more with some of the Australian members of the roster. Like we're taping this before Monday Night Raw. So Indy Hartwell very well might be the last person in that women's elimination chamber or it probably will be Jay Cargill. But you could do that. Um, I, I think the Grayson Waller effect is a good place for that tag team because even if you'd put them into a tag team title match, you would have had to make it a triple threat. And I don't know how that would have worked. I would have liked to have seen Bronson Reed in that men's elimination chamber. But I think that's a pretty good bit of misdirection to put him in the qualifiers, just have him miss out. Um, I feel for him, though, because it seemed like he was setting up a match with Seth Rollins at this pay-per-view prior to his injury. If not, you know, because it wasn't going to be a match with Gunter, but he had sort of alluded to a singles title shot in his home country. I'm sure he'll do something. um, But I hope it it, it doesn't quite feel like it's going to be, you know, Sami Zayn in Montreal last year. I don't think Not it's going to be that. For Rhea, but, it might be. Yeah, but for Rhea, it will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you'll have that moment. Um, but I think maybe, you know, and we're all, you and I are Canadian, so we are very much of that. For us, I think it's going to be a great pay-per-view. I do think there's a bit more that could have been done for the Australians, but let's get into it. And we'll start with Rhea Ripley defending against Nia Jax. All credit to Nia Jax, right? Mm-hmm. I think when she was let go from WWE, when she came back, um, that time away, certainly it always helps a superstar but her, her in-ring performance, her mic work, um, I don't think you can expect much more from Nia Jax than what you've got, gotten in this return run. Like, I think this is the best she's ever been. And she is a very legitimate contender to Rhea Ripley. It would be somewhat insane of them to pull the plug on, you know, whether it's Rhea Ripley versus Bianca Belair versus, you know, Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Uh, if you want to go with Tiffany Stratton, if you want to put Jade Cargill in there, even Naomi not so much Liv Morgan. But other than that, you have about five excellent WrestleMania options. Unfortunately for Nia Jax, she is not going to be as good an option in any of those cases, except maybe Becky Lynch, you could make that point, except that they've already done that. But nevertheless, for a match you know is going to go a certain way, this will still be great. It'll, of course, and obviously, especially for Rhea. Uh, I agree with everything uh, regarding Nia. Uh, she's been a breath of fresh air, as far as I'm concerned. So, with her, with Naya, uh, it's a good spot for her. Obviously, they need to do, they have to run back Becky and Naya. They don't have to, but they should run it At back some point before, they will. before Becky gets to Rhea. So, like, and then between now and Mania is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know what? Like, why hasn't she, or, or maybe they have, but like, she's The Rock's cousin, yes? Yeah. It's like, is, is is there not a spot for her in the bloodline? Yeah, or you know what? They've teased doing Cargill and Nia Jax. You can do kind of a Hogan-Andre moment, right? She can Definitely. slam her. 
Um, you know, does she feud with Bianca Belair? Because I think you could do the same thing, you know, use that same formula there. You know, there's a lot of like, again, Nia deserves a lot of credit because I, I don't think she's going to be champion, but I actually think she is going to be part of WrestleMania and it's not going to be like, okay, we've stuck her with Shayna Baszler or okay, we've stuck her with somebody to be in the tag team. It's there's a singles match. It doesn't have to be a long match. But I think there's a WrestleMania match for Nia Jax that doesn't even need the championship. And that's probably the best you could hope for at this point in time. I like your Cargill idea. Yeah. I like thought that. So, and look, yeah. they they teased it. They asked Cargill about it. Doesn't mean they're not going to just do Cargill and Bianca Belair. I've surmised they could tag team them. Well, they that, could. That should be next like, year's mania, those two. Look, you you could do Cargill and Tiffany Stratton. Like you talk sure. about two people who came up from well, two different yeah. areas and were in direct competition. I like, wouldn't want to beat either of them at this point, though. Yeah, well, that's that would be the thing of it. So, but there are options there. So we'll we'll go right from that to the women's elimination chamber here. You've got Naomi, as I mentioned. You've got Liv Morgan. You've got Becky Lynch. You've got Tiffany Stratton. You've got Bianca Belair. As I said, on Monday Night Raw, we're going to find out who that final person is. Um, you can take your pick. You know, Indy Hartwell is a great candidate. Candice LeRae could be thrown in there. Zoe Stark's been presented strongly. Uh, Shayna Baszler has a great history. I, you know, I guess the first thing, because I think we know Becky Lynch is going to win, is do you put Cargill in the spot? Because you did it at the Royal Rumble where you put her in late. You didn't let her win. You could put her in early here, have her do all of the work and show off what she can do and still have her lose. But it's a slippery slope, Dan. How much do you put Cargill in a situation to lose and still present her as a strong star of the future? I absolutely would not put her into this uh, for the for exactly that. Like she came, she debuted at the Rumble. She looked strong, but she lost. Doing this exact same thing and only to have her lose. How does that help her? I don't. I just don't think it does. They don't. If you're not going to let her win it, don't put her in the match. In my opinion. So who who's your pick then? Because my my heart says Indy Hartwell. I think you can sure. not. Do oh, that. because there's the, sure that's that's a great it's a great idea. She's not obviously Becky's going to win because yep. they they've already told you this is going to be the mania. That's what they've been promoting. They've been telling you this, so yeah, it, it'd be weird if she didn't. Uh, yes, that's a that's a fine choice. Let her have let her have that moment in in Australia. Look, and you can put Indy Hartwell in number one. Yeah, you can have matter. her. Yeah, you can have her do a lot of damage. And just have the unfortunate, you know, you can have her put on the performance of her life going toe to toe with five of the other, I wouldn't say Liv Morgan's a top star, uh, in this women's division and, you know, put it out there. And and look, I, I will specify here. I think Naomi's come back. She deserves a lot of credit. She's not just come back from impact. Like her gimmick has changed. She's got new music. Like she's leveled up, which the seems like, awesome. yeah, which yeah. seems like, an imp- and her other entrance was awesome too. Yes. It almost seems like an impossible thing to do. And I'm biased because I interviewed her while she was in impact, but she really put in a lot of work and soul searching and has come back stronger. Uh, Becky Lynch, as we've said, you know, they've been teasing this to be a Ripley match forever. Um, it'd be kind of crazy if they don't do it now. Yeah. And also she hasn't been in an elimination chamber. So that's something new to see. Yeah. Um, Tiffany Stratton, I think they've accelerated her very much in place of where a Charlotte Flair would be, which would be exactly yeah. where she is in the elimination chamber as a viable option. Yeah. She said herself, she'd be the youngest to win this and main event WrestleMania, whatever the case may be. Um, again, difficult like Cargill, you want to present her as strong. She's picking up a lot of kind of not quite squashes, but wins over lesser talent in the division. Um, so, you know, again, a showcase for her. She's not going to win. I-, I would make the argument if you want to change it, you could still do Bianca and Rhea at WrestleMania, 
Um, they haven't seemingly been building towards that, which may be because they want to do something with Bianca and Cargill. Uh, you know, maybe it's a triple threat with Nia Jax. I don't know exactly where they're going. And I, I feel like, you know, probably next year, they're going to go right back to Bianca and Rhea. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, because there was a point where that seemed to be, I think, around Survivor Series time, where they were going. Yeah. And I think by virtue of the year Becky's had, the stuff she's done with the NXT title, I think she's proven she's one of, if not the most valuable people in this division. So they've they've gone in that direction this year. And then next year, I think they go in the other direction. I th- yeah. I, yeah. Uh, and then in the meanwhile, I, I, I feel Cargill, they're, they're going to take it slow with her as they have. Mm-hmm. I see her winning money in the bank here in Toronto in June or July, whenever that is. Wow. Yeah. That's a great, great call because um, yeah, you just put her in good feuds between now and then, and then you let her win that match. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that'd be a great use of that briefcase. And uh, maybe you start to turn her a bit heel around it. If they want to go in that direction right now or no, I, I, I think there's so much excitement around her that, it's almost been like a baby face run, right? I guess I assume she was, so maybe she isn't. You're right. Yeah. And maybe she needs that. Yeah. Yeah, It's almost been nondescript, which I think is a bit of them deciding which show she's going to be on and which pecking order she's in. Uh, And maybe it's the process of the briefcase where we're all excited to see her. We know she's a star. People are cheering for her, but then the way she goes about doing it is a path that, that cleans that up a bit and she can kind of write her own story because they don't, you know, they don't want her, you guys, they don't want us to infer that just from her AEW run. They want us to infer it from the story they tell. All right, let's go to the men's um, elimination chamber. It's going to be the number one contendership for Seth Rollins, World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. You've got Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Logan Paul, LA Knight, Randy Orton, and Kevin Owens. It, Drew McIntyre is very far and away the person who is being positioned as a WrestleMania, you know, mm-hmm. main eventer. I think the only other person who's actually in that men's single division been getting the spotlight is ironically Sami Zayn who lost the main oh. event on SmackDown and Raw in the same week um, and his story about him being at WrestleMania and I think there's an outside chance he ends up in a triple threat with Rollins and McIntyre because he would fit so well there um, I don't know how they tell that story but sorry Zayn is not in this match is he he's not in this match but mm-hmm. uh, my, so what I'm saying is he's the only other person who's right. been presented as someone who's going to have a big singles match at WrestleMania you know, when you talk about Bobby Lashley, he's okay. in the faction thing with the New Testament. Uh, you talk about Logan Paul, he's going to defend his U.S. championship, um, probably against L.A. Knight. Randy Great. Orton, there's a singles feud there. Um, they're not doing a lot of work right now to tell us what that feud is, but I'm sure they will eventually. Uh, Kevin Owens, may- maybe he ends up facing Sami Zayn. Maybe that's the way that they end they up go at WrestleMania. back to that, eh? Yeah, <laughs> like nothing I, else for both of them. They go you know, back. Maybe, that. maybe yeah. the two of them bumped into each other backstage and say, maybe the only way we can do this is we have to relive this rivalry. Um, I don't know, but I could see them doing that because whenever yeah. they have run out of ideas for both of them, that's where they go. Unless they want to do Sami Zayn versus Gunter, which I'd be fine with. Like Sammy if they want to do that, Gunter. Okay, you know, as opposed to Gable, which I think is the popular belief. But I think with the story you're telling about Sammy, it might be. The only way I can get to WrestleMania is to carve out this match against this killer and go after this title I've had before. And I was just going to ask you, has he had that belt before? Oh, yeah. He's had it. But he, during the pandemic, he had it when Shinsuke was part of his artiste faction with Cesaro or something. I don't even remember that. But yeah. yeah okay, it was on okay. SmackDown. It was a yeah. long, we're done two, three years ago. But I think there is an argument for that. 
Well, for that reason, yeah. I don't think he should. I, I don't know what else to do with him. Like they have a, a too big of they have a good problem on their hands with so many good people, and they're going to go back to the other option. Is is what you said is is Orton? If Orton does not win this match, what do you do with Orton at WrestleMania? He's he's too big of a star for him to be in something uh, unsubstantial. Mm. Yeah, maybe you do Orton and Sammy. Maybe you, I. I... I think it's a good problem to have, and I have faith they will figure it out. The I think the problem becomes Dan. I think Sam, Sami Zayn should have been in this match. I really think he, sh- as opposed to Randy Orton, he probably shouldn't have faced Randy Orton. I think he should have been in there instead of Bobby instead of Bobby Lashley because Bobby Lashley's got his own thing. I get why you want to put Logan Paul in there because he's got limited dates. You put him in a chamber, he's going to do something crazy. That's fine, and you could spring off a U.S. title feud from that, save yourself some time. But yeah, I, I just. I think outside of LA Knight and maybe Randy Orton, maybe Kevin Owens, there's not much of an argument for anyone else. No, uh, and it's like Drew is doing, in my opinion, Fantastic. in a lot of people's opinion, the best work of his career. He's yep. so good now, and and he's believable, and he's become my like I never knew what uh, Vince saw in him 12 mm-hmm. years ago, 15 years ago when he was the chosen one. I was like, this guy is not the chosen one. Mm-hmm. But now I was like, oh well. <laughs> I didn't see it, but a lot of people did see it. So, and and he's he's better than he's ever been, and uh, he he deserves. Uh, well, I hope they threw a lot of money at him to keep him, and mm. I don't see him. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised if he beat Rollins, assuming he's going to win this match and go on yeah. to Rollins. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he won that. It's funny because with the injury, I've been thinking that Priest is going to cash in on yes. Rollins, but now I think. McIntyre will beat him. That'll be that. I actually think that Priest is going to cash in on Cody Rhodes when oh. he defeats Roman Reigns now because I do the think story. he'll finish the story, but it's going to be there's not going to be an epilogue. Book it's going to be he'll finish the story and the book gets thrown out because I, I do. Yeah. I'm starting to believe as much as I do want him to finish the story. Cody is starting to personify, you know, the old adage of the guy who's great on the chase. I think he would be a great champion but I do think he's better in the chase. So if you can have him win and immediately take it away from him, um, but he'll still be in contention. Roman will be out of the picture essentially, and it'll move to priest and Cody Rhodes. I think you can judgment day. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, he can, he can grab his own allies from both shows at that point. So I I think there's options there. All right. uh, We've got Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes. I just mentioned you're going to be in the Grayson Waller effect. Uh, Obviously, putting up the rock and Roman reigns in that tag team match predominantly. What else do you expect here, Dan? Well, I was going to ask you, do you think that Roman and rock or what are the chances of both of them making that trip Mm. to Australia? Maybe, um, or you could have a show, but it's a big trip. Yeah. You could have a Paul Heyman show up. You could have solo and Jimmy show up. Definitely. They're going to show up, you know, like I think, but the rock in particular, I mean, that's Mm. again, that's a long flight. No, even though they're all doing it, but I don't know. Do you think that either or both of them will be there? I think what's more likely is a Jimmy Uso shows up and it's three on two. They end up attacking them after some talking and then Jay makes a save and you do an impromptu six man tag as a way to set up the Jay versus Jimmy storyline as well, because they've really dragged their feet on that. And I think they're still doing that. That I think they're still they're doing going that. In another direct, I don't know. I, I like. I. I don't think Jay is going to win the Intercontinental Championship from Gunter. I'd be like, unless he's going to do it 
and then they're going to set it up. The other more likely probability is that Jimmy is going to cost Jay that Intercontinental Championship match, and that's how they're going to tell the story because that saves them flying either of them to Australia. So that's the like you know the the path of least resistance is probably the story. Um, so I think that's what they'll do. As much as Gunter having his visa issues, meaning he can't do international shows, is a little bit of a hindrance from them. He's such he's defended and had that title for so long. I don't even know if they no. see that as an issue at this point. I don't think so. It doesn't matter. They yeah. can. He doesn't need to be on this. And I think they are going to go in the direction of Uso and and Gunther. And it probably there is a good chance that that um, Jay could uh, could win this. Mm-hmm from him wow, he, who Monday else is night. there but who else is there uh, i still think they want to go back to gable and gunter i would love that I, which would be great and i do think there is some gas in if they want to do Sami Zayn, um or you know maybe it's both maybe gunter ends up in a triple threat or a fatal four-way at wrestlemania because mm-hmm. they've got so much depth in that bronson reed is still flying around there like you could very easily make it a fatal four and you know that's the way that he finally loses the title and somebody pinning someone else not pinning him and then when you move gunter into that world title picture he can say he was never pinned for this title and you know he's just going to go for an even greater title now because he's tired of the politics of the intercontinental championship i think there's a way there you can actually do it quite carefully Mm -hmm. um and and set up a better storyline because i think gunter is at a level where I have a feeling when his paperwork situation is cleared, he very quickly is going to be in the world title picture. I think that's the yeah. last stumbling block. Uh, aside from the fact they want to redo a lot of these records, they want to put new names on them. But I think that's pretty much done with the Intercontinental title. And this is the last thing before you see Gunter going after Cody yeah. uh, or going after a McIntyre as world champion. And he's already had the feud with McIntyre. And I think it's quite telling they haven't done Gunter and Cody yeah, in the last I'd rather see Royal that. Rumbles, they've been telling you that's a matchup. That's a great matchup. I'd rather see him go after that belt. Gunther. Yeah, like I, they're they're telling you they want to tell that story, yeah. and they're just not ready to give it to you. But to tell it in a Royal Rumble, like it's it's very unique, sort of similar to the Jimmy and Jay thing. Like they're telling you they have this story and they're saving it. Um, I can't read it any other way. Speaking of having it and saving it, <clears throat> Tyler Bate has brought uh, Peter Dune back. And they're taking on the undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Uh, you know, Dan, I'm very on the fence here because Triple H loves NXT UK, loves these guys. Mm-hmm. He's like, if there's ever a tag team he'd want to put the belts on, this would be that team. Do they do it here? Because this has been a very fast, you know, like three weeks ago, I think Peter Dune was was still called Butch. Like, this has been a very fast ascent and they've essentially not just won a qualifier on SmackDown. They've beaten the winner of a qualifier on Raw. Like, they are skyrocketing this team. Do they pull the trigger here? Yes. And the reason I believe that is I think the only path to WrestleMania for Balor mm-hmm. and Priest, other than the potential cash-in, yep. is against each other. So that oh. they need to turn on each other. I think this is the end of Judgment Day. Uh, once they They are going to start feuding. Either can Balor can go over whatever, mm. uh, and then Damien cashes in. You'd so here's the thing I had in the back of my mind, and I'm not sure because I think this is very much a toss up. I thought they might go the route of saving this whole R Truth 
Miz versus these guys for the tag team titles. I thought they were going to do that at WrestleMania, Dan. And then, oh, oh maybe, you, have, yeah, you know, and again, right, I think right. this is 50 50 because if you shift these titles to Dune and Bait, you can do them against Pretty Deadly. You can put them up against DIY, two teams from NXT that Triple H loves. Like, you know, you know, that's what he wants to do with these tag team belts. But he's also stumbled on to, you know, our truth around the Judgment Day is very much the Sami Zayn around the bloodline. Yes. And, you know, if you're into comedy like I am, arguably a better version of it. It's funnier. Like, you know, like it's laugh. funnier. Yeah. It's not mm. narratively as deep. No. Or it's not as emotionally pulling. Like, but don't feel as bad for our... These are the Judgment Day compared to the bloodline. Yeah. So, right. No, absolutely. And you've seen them continue this bloodline story with diminishing returns. And Triple H loves factions. So I'm almost thinking he's going to do Miz and uh our truth against the judgment day for the tag I like titles that. i hadn't thought of that and, and like look that. it'd be mm. it'd be a moment right i don't know that you know an all nxt uk tag team title match it which is eventually going to be where this ends up is going to be what they do at wrestlemania no, but you, you convince me that's the yeah. better choice but look i wouldn't put it past triple h to just say i love nxt uk that's the tag team division but, now. But they just became. But you're right. I I hadn't. I I, I spoke too soon because also mm-hmm. like they just put them together, uh, Dune yeah. and uh, uh, Pete Dunne and, and Tyler yeah. Bate. So I know they've been together, but they just put them back on TV together. Mm-hmm. So you're right. It's, it is a little abrupt. Awesome Truth has a has a history, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they should hold on to that. I completely agree with that direction. Yeah, and look, I'd, I'd be very happy to be wrong. I think you can still do like. And look, not to say you couldn't do our truth and the Miz against you know Balor and Priest um, in a non-title match, right? Like, because I, I, I don't know how to <laughs> triple. I really think this is a coin flip. This is probably on the entire card. This is a match that could really go either way. Like, you know, if you're sitting down with someone, and I'll do this with my wife, you're trying to do picks. This is the match you're going to disagree on. And if you go two different ways, somebody's going to be wrong. Like this yeah. is, and it's ironic because I think this will probably fly somewhere in the middle of the card because you probably open with one elimination chamber. Maybe you end with the yeah. other elimination chamber, like, th- or maybe you put Rhea in the main event, which I think would be great as well. I think they should. Um, yeah, but this will probably fit somewhere in between, and you know, but it'll be this will be the match to watch. And I don't bet on wrestling, but I like to look at the odds, and I didn't do it today. This will be the one that's the hardest to call, like absolutely the hardest. And yeah, I don't know what else. Anyways, Dan, anything else you want to say before we go? You know, the blessing and curse of WrestleMania is that you want to accumulate all these storylines mm-hmm. to get to their zenith at that point. Yep. But it doesn't always happen. It, it doesn't always happen organically. So then you end up rushing things yep. and you're taking like, okay, we got to do this now. We got to pull the, well, we have to have something for this person, this person, this person. So whether it's ready or not, we're going to do it. And that's the curse of it. Uh, when it, when it's, when it's proper and it, and it makes sense, then that's the blessing of it. But uh, it, 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 you live by it and die by it, but that's what happens. Yeah. And I think you make a good point wider about WWE in terms of, you know, you have the Bailey storyline playing out right now. And she wasn't part of that press conference with EO Sky. I think that's still one. And look, if The Rock wasn't involved, I think you could have very easily headlined night one of WrestleMania with that match. I don't think mm-hmm. anyone would really have a problem with that. Anyone sane, at least. Um, and there is a story to tell that, you know, and to your point about timing things, when Bailey eventually trusts Dakota, which maybe it's this Friday, maybe it's the Friday after, 
but this Friday, it's going to be very funny because they taped those SmackDowns back to back. So Bailey would have basically <laughs> yeah. changed her mind in a couple hours at, at best. But once you have Dakota there, and she's probably cleared for WrestleMania, and I'm going to steal this from the wet culture guys, who's to say that Tegan Knox doesn't show up and they reform that Dakota Kai Tegan Knox team from NXT and they go after the Kabuki Warriors. And now you have a women's tag team title match that is very closely tied to, you know, the Royal Rumble winner's storyline that if not for The Rock would have been the main event of WrestleMania night one. And that's a big match that you could probably put right beside the other match to heighten the drama of it. Um, I don't know if they'll do that, but it does show you the 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 effort to book this stuff. But I think to your point, I think Sami Zayn, maybe two or three weeks before, uh, we'll see, a few weeks before WrestleMania, I feel like they're going to be like, well, okay, well, this right. is what he's doing. That's right. And I think, you know. With Randy as well. Those. They're going to yep. force him into something. Well, maybe, maybe not. Maybe they have something planned for Randy. But they're looking around and going, okay, we need something for this person. And then they'll just force it in and and it doesn't always work and that's what it seems to happen and it doesn't always have to happen because you i want something mm. to look forward to a month after mania as well so you don't have to you don't have to finish all of these stories at once yeah i would like a lot of you know sort of herrings and, and clues dropped like you know i mentioned before gunter is going to defend his intercontinental championship against jay uso on monday i would like to come out of that monday night raw with an indication that Sami Zayn or, you know, Chad Gable, that's what they're at least thinking to do. You don't have to have a number one contenders match the same night, but ideally I would like them to do that. I think what's probably going to happen is they're going to do what they've got already booked for raw. They're going to tease all the elimination chamber stuff and they're going to come back the week after and be like, Oh yeah, but WrestleMania is coming up. Uh, here's what we want to do the intercontinental title. Here's what we want to do with the U S title. Here's what we want to do with the men's tag team titles. Here's what we want to do with the women's tag team title. Here's what we want to do with uh, the Usos. Here's what, and et cetera, et cetera. And I think, you know, what you're probably like, I think it'll mostly happen ahead of time, but it, it is going to feel a little tacked on. Um, and it'll be interesting to see again, as we're taping this uh, almost a week before the pay-per-view in the final Raw and SmackDown leading into Elimination Chamber, do they set up anything for WrestleMania or is it all just trying to get to the chamber? Um, which again, it's a big venue. They still got tickets to sell, I believe. They still got the network to move. Um, this Netflix deal is coming in. You know, they're restructuring a lot of the company. Matt Kemp got let go recently. Um, there's a lot of things flying. So I, I somewhat understand the need to just push whatever is in front of you. Um, but, you know, even if it's just people looking at monitors, um, I think some breadcrumbs would go a long way. They have to, and I think they will. I think you pushing to the elimination chamber simultaneously pushes yeah. towards mania because it, it's yeah. it's the same, like it's in the same direction. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just in the linear path of it. Uh, so yeah, absolutely, of course, because they already have. Like they've been doing even before. Like mm -hmm. the Rumble is supposed to do that, and mm -hmm. and, and Rumble does do that. Uh, my last question for you mm -hmm. is: How much money do you think it costs to cart that chamber to Australia and back? Ooh. Okay, so what's the chamber worth? Hundred thou somewhere around there? Two hundred thou? I don't know. U.S. It's, like we're talking U.S. numbers now. It's um, an impressive, heavy, big structure, as they remind us every year. Yeah. The, so they've got pods. Those pods are probably like I'm thinking of it as IKEA furniture now, because um, you know I'm sure it's not old metal. I'm sure. Would it be cheaper of, to make it there? 
than to transport it over. Mm. You know what? That is, is like, I want a web feature, you know, because I know they love Jackie Redmond to voice stuff. And a lot of times it's like, you know, I maybe miss who voiced it before as much Mm. as I like Jackie Redmond. I know her. Um, That would be a fascinating thing to see, you know, how much it costs. I don't know how much they can tell us, but how they did it, how they packed it. How they pack it, how they get it over there. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess it's tough too, because again, I don't think they want me to think of it as Ikea furniture. Because I think when you start to do that, it takes away from it. And I think when you start to ask questions about the weight of the pieces and transporting them. Did it um, fit on I, one plane? I, I think they're using, like, I know they make it seem like Military it's bulletproof. Size plane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they make it seem like it's bulletproof glass. No. <laughs> it's like a plastic plexiglass, yeah, 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 yeah. probably realistic. We've seen it break every rumble yeah, or every like, chamber match. It breaks at least. Yeah. You know, if it, if it was more glass-like, it would break. Yeah. Like, and, and that would present problems as well. So from a safety standpoint, I get it. Um, but yeah, that's a fast, I'm, I'm going to Google that after this, Dan, to see if I can find Good. any answers about that, know. because mm. that is a great question. Um, always great to talk to you. Likewise. Um, another huge pay-per-view. And again, your perspectives on it, they always enhance it just as a viewing experience for me. And I hope for everyone listening, it enhanced it for them. Um, I know we'll check in at WrestleMania. There's an AEW pay-per-view in March, isn't there? Revolution, March Revolution. 3rd. So we'll chat about that as well. Um, that's a big one. Always a pleasure to talk to you, Dan. Likewise, my friend. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Never Sleeps Network.